up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 106 of the Potscast. Happy New Year. We made it. We are here. It is 2021. We have come through the gauntlet that was 2020. And, I mean, I'm ready for six more months of it. But, hey, uh, I'm still feeling pretty good. How about you, Steve? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's been a good break. I messed up the intro. Of course, I'm your host, Peter Messi, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Yay! Welcome to the show. <laughs> you really threw me off. You really did. I did, right? Like, we go away for a week, a uh, week off for the holidays, and, uh, you know, 2021 new energy. I'm, I'm thrown. Uh, but uh, I am in a good mood. I'm excited to do this episode. Of course, it is our first show of 2021. Uh, it is the, we're literally three days into the new year, so fuck all has happened in the world of video games the last couple days, uh, even less so in the world of Nintendo. So we, uh, of course, are going to be doing our 2021 predictions episode today, where Steve and I uh, both have five predictions for 2021, as well as some some extras that we might fit in, depending on how things go, that we're ready to share with you guys. Uh, we are going to keep track of these throughout the year. We are going to ask that you guys try to keep us honest. And uh, the loser of this this bet basically is going to uh or i should say the winner of the bet is going to get to choose uh a game that the loser will have to complete and we don't not 100 percent, but you've got to roll credits on it you have to do it it'll be a thing we talk about on the show and everything so uh we figured a fun way for us to uh you know get our predictions out there into the world but b one of us might get to play one of the other's favorite games of all time in 2022. So. It's got to be something accessible, though. Like, you, you can't tell me to play a PS5 game and you, expect, expect me to, like, buy a PS5. That was not agreed upon. And <laughs> I think I think that that caveat exists. Like, it, it, you, can't, you can't just throw that in there now. I'm sorry. Like, we oh, already no. agreed. And, you know, if I say I want you to play the PlayStation 5 exclusive... God of War 2, you'll need to buy a PlayStation 5. This is just what's going to happen. <laughs> and if you tell me that you want me to play Toy Story 2 on the N64, I'm going to have to get my N64 out. All right? It's oh, yeah, just I how it is. I, I should go with that one. It's just how it is. We can't we can't be can't be changing the rules after the fact. No tears. Whatever happens, you're just going to have to boot. You're going to have to suck it up and play the game. Maybe maybe I'll throw Zeta Bone and I'll make you play Persona 5 no. Royal. We'll see. Well, you can't say no. You have to do it. That's the whole thing. I need to win now. I need to win. Anyway, uh, before before we get into to all that, let me just real quickly tell you where you can find us all across the web. Of course, we are the Potscast, LewPots.com's weekly Nintendo slash video games podcast where Steve and I get together every week and talk about what's going on in the world of Nintendo, what we're playing, and uh, you know, just answer your questions, chat with you guys, have a good time. Have a good time. Make some predictions today. That's what we're going to do. Uh, so if you want to support the show, of course, you can uh, give us a like on your platform of choice, review us wherever you get your podcast, share the show with your friends. Uh, big, big ask that we'll give you here is to head over to the new podcast YouTube channel where we are still trying to build up a new subscriber base, get some new eyes over on that channel and, and help help build the uh, the show, build the community. Uh, so head over there and do uh, give us both a belated birthday slash Christmas present and go give us a subscribe and a like on that channel there and this most recent 
episode. If you want to get some more content from us, of course, you can head over to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LootPots, where last week we took a break uh, for the holiday. Uh, but before that, on the 23rd, we had our big uh, Among Us stream with the community and some of our friends. We had AJ from uh, Fanatics 4. We had my friend Sierra uh, Plus Ultra from Twitch. A uh, bunch of fine folks came in, came and hang out. A bunch of members of the team like Julie and Max. and it, it was a ton of fun. We had a great, great time. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Uh, should still be available on VOD for you. We should download that before it disappears forever. Yes, we should. <laughs> Why don't you go do that right now? Uh, but we'll be back this Thursday with something new. Um, no plans right now, but if you catch this uh, before Thursday and you have an idea of what you'd like to see us play this Thursday, why don't you let us know? There's a few ways you can do that. One of which is by coming and joining our Discord, where we have an always growing community of Pots heads just like you, getting together to talk about games, Nintendo, help each other find next-gen consoles, all kinds of good stuff. It's a great community. We have a good time. Steve and I are in there all the time chatting with everybody. Um, and there's there's just a great group of folks. So if you listen to the show, the names you hear writing in all the time, Zade, Doc, they're there. You can get to know them, too. Um, make some new friends. Get you know, get to connect with people about, uh, about your passion for video games. Um, also, you can get your thoughts read in on the show in our MailPot segment, just like uh, a bunch of fine, those fine folks do pretty much every damn week. Uh, you can also do that by writing it to me at Pete at LootPots.com or jumping on our weekly Twitter thread, which is, of course, at LootPots uh, on Twitter and Instagram, where we'll ask for your questions and, you know, try to source uh, stuff for the show. So we have a bit of an easier time filling the air. Last but not least, if you want to uh, get a little bit more loot pots in your life, you want to show your support, you can over to, head over to patreon.com slash loot pots, where for just a buck, you'll get access to our Patreon exclusive show after dark, uh, where we keep the mics rolling and we chat about things that aren't going on in the world of video games and things that are going on in the world of Pete and Steve. So if uh, you want to uh, hear us talk about things like our New Year's resolutions or, you know, um, Maybe some spicy game stuff that didn't fit in the show. There's there's all kinds of good content there. I think the show is well worth your time. And it's the best way to help uh, help show your support for the show. So uh, I hope you go check all that stuff out. Um, that's enough shilling for now, though. Let's talk about what we've been playing uh, over break, Steve. This, it's been, it's funny. I don't think it's actually been that long since we last chatted. It feels it's like, been like forever. Maybe, But it feels like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like it's been like two weeks, even though it's probably only been about a week, maybe a week and a half. Yeah, we can um, have like we we had that um, stream on the twenty third, right before yeah, that, Christmas Eve. That would have been the last time, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Um, what have you been playing? Video game wise, I've pretty much exclusively been playing uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I kind of have abandoned Cyberpunk for the time being. That I found that no. game frustrating. And uh, I'm going to come back to it once the patches are out. I think I may end up just starting it again, maybe doing the Nomad route and just kind of assessing whether I want to play it in the way I was playing it before. But I've kind of figured that Watch Dogs does a lot of what Cyberpunk tried to do, but better. Like the hacking, for example, in Watch Dogs works. You don't even have to go into certain places. You can just do it all by hacking the CCTV or using your little drone or using your spider bot. All of that stuff can be done totally stealthily, which isn't possible in Cyberpunk. I've found that every single time I've tried to hack or tried to be stealthy, I end up just getting caught and have to go in guns blazing anyway. Um, so I find that a lot more satisfying in, in Watch Dogs. And the story, I'm, I'm enjoying the story. It's standard Ubisoft um, 
not taking itself too seriously. Very much similar style to uh, the Far Cry series, and and it's a great game. Um, so I'm I'm progressing with that. I'm going to finish that, and then I probably will end up getting back to to Cyberpunk. We do the first big patch in ja- end of January, and then the next one in February. So hopefully by then. I'll have finished Watch Dogs and whatever else I decide to move on to and I can get back to Cyberpunk. So speaking of Cyberpunk, uh, that's where I spent most of my break. Uh, I am now very close to the end of the game. I have advanced to... um, So those who have played, and Steve, I'm sure you'll remember, uh, when you go to your journal in Cyberpunk where it breaks up your tasks, it has it based like on the main missions are at the top. There's side quests on the side that are like the more story driven stuff. And then there's gigs that are mostly just like kind of like a one off, like yeah, get do the ones. thing, get the money. Right. Yeah. Um, so I am now 40 hours in. I have the last story mission that starts the end of the game queued up. And I've done. I want to say most of the side quests that I am probably going to do. Um, I've done all of... Uh, so, without spoiling anything, there are probably five major side quest lines that are that involve major characters that you meet in the main story or through specific side missions that then kind of spin off into like longer, larger narratives that you play out over time. There are four of those that directly impact the the story and the end of the game. I've done uh, two of them to completion. I'm on the last mission of one. And then I've got like maybe one or two more missions to go on the other one. Uh, aside from that, I've like looked up a bunch of guides and stuff in terms of like the best side quests and side quests not to miss before you finish the game and everything. And like, I've done a, a couple of those um, to kind of like flesh out the experience. And, and I'm at a point where I'm like, I, I'm going to finish up these main story missions and then, or the side missions that relate to the story fit roll credits and then see if I want to keep playing. Cause I'm, I'm at the point where I, you know, you'll recall the last like proper episode we did, um, where we talked about cyberpunk. I don't know if we got to it in the game of the year thing. I had mentioned that I was like, despite the the problems and the criticisms I've had of the game, um, of which there are, you know, a pretty good number, uh, that I wasn't done with it, that I was still having fun with it, and that I wanted to see it through and get kind of past that 20-hour mark and see how I felt about the story and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I do have some thoughts on that. But... Now I kind of am finding myself 40 hours in at that like wind down period that I feel like you get with like a big AAA game where you're like, I'm kind of ready to be done. So like, do I like push and keep doing more stuff and finish it and like complete it? Or do I just decide that I'm done and and roll credits? And I think I'm leaning more towards decide that I'm done and roll credits because I think... I kind of felt like I was ready to finish it on like Friday or Saturday. So like as of okay. today, yesterday. Um, but I knew I had those two missions that like I wanted to finish because I had looked up the guide and I was like, all right, cool, let's finish those and then we'll see where we're at. And if I'm motivated to do more, I'll do more. If not, I'll roll credits and be done with it for now. Um, and I think I'm I'm feeling like I'm pretty much ready, you know? So, so I, I'm, I'm curious though, because like on the... Yeah. 
on the previous main episode, one of the things you said that you the reason you wanted to persist with it was that you'd seen a bunch of people you respect that have reviewed the game that basically said at around about the 20, 25 hour mark, it the story kind of changes and it feels like a different team kind of wrote that half of the game. Did yeah. you experience that? Did you find that like that cutting point where it's like actually this game has totally shifted and has totally changed was it a twist that we kind of anticipated it might be that maybe the story changes and there is a a bit of a plot twist or are you kind of still on the point of yeah the writing still feels immature still not massively into it where are you landing with that so i i think like most things with cyberpunk there's not a clean answer to that question because I will say that in the 20 plus hours that I've played since we last talked about it, I have uh, met side characters and experienced quest lines that I genuinely enjoyed a lot. And uh, um, I'll say I'll say this at least right specifically uh, both. Um, oh, I say a few characters. I guess Judy, uh, Pan Am, and River are are th- three of those major side quests that I discussed. All of their storylines I've really enjoyed. Uh, I liked the characters a lot. Every time they called me, I was excited to get that call and be like, "Oh, cool! There's more for me to go do with them." And let me go do that right away. Um, I think that. Each of their storylines has had moments or dialogue that I thought was good or strong or like, oh, that was a great moment or, oh, that ingratiated me to this character. That made me love this character or or feel sympathy for them or want to help them or whatever and like feel motivated to do so. Um, I've had exactly – I want to say it's two, but it might be three moments – Throughout my 40 hours where I've had a conversation with Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverhand and didn't roll my eyes, um, there was maybe one that I actively enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I'm not a massive fan of that character, as we said before. I felt I'm, that... I mean, I I saw it as I didn't think Keanu's performance was great as a voice actor, but I know you said you thought it was mainly the writing. That it didn't I think give it's... Him the opportunity. I, I, and I stand by that because the moments that I'm describing are moments where kind of – and this is, again, not spoilery, but Steve will understand – where kind of the veneer of his character of, like, who he projects himself as and everything, like, kind of comes – gets pulled back a little bit. Okay. And, and you're like, oh, this character has depth that I didn't realize, but it also doesn't go that far, right? Like, it's like – there are two moments I had where I was like, oh, maybe there's more to this guy than what I've given him credit for. Um, but then the game doesn't really reinforce that. So, like, I don't like Johnny any more than I did when I was complaining about him. I still think 90, 95% of his writing is actively bad. Um, but where I will say I think I feel a little bit differently is – the missions that are focused on him and his stuff and the characters that he's related to, I didn't feel that way as strongly about. It was more when I was doing a mission I already liked 
and he would just like interject to be like, "Oh fuck this fuckhead man! What a fucking yeah. why don't you piss off? Like you never fucking listen to me anyway. I'm Johnny Silverhand. Like that was just like okay, I fucking get it, and it's not good. It's not interesting. It's not funny. It rarely adds anything. But the moments where they're like they focus in on who Johnny is and how he feels about what's going on and what your relationship to his him is. There is meat there. And the fact that it's not satisfying or not as satisfying as I think it could have been is just another, like, list of... It's another missed opportunity and a long list of missed opportunities with this game. But I think that as I've played more of it, I see the the kernels of what people are talking about in terms of there's a good game in there, but there's a lot of barriers between you and enjoying that game to its fullest potential. And some of them I think will be fixed by, you know, patches and updates and, and ongoing support and everything. Uh, but some of them won't, you know, I think the things that don't work about the story will probably still not work for me six months, two years, forever from now. Right. Um, but I think that if it had released in a more complete state, I think I probably would have, I would have come at it a lot less harshly. I still think I probably would think of it like as more of a seven or an eight than a nine or a 10. But, um, you know, when I started with it, I felt like it was like a six to a seven. So like I have felt my opinion of it get higher as I've played it longer. Um, That doesn't fix any of the problems that I've laid out. I stand by everything I've said about it since, but I also think that this is a game that can win you over or can win some people over if you're willing to look past its flaws and forgive the things that don't work to experience the things that do. I guess my argument, though, is how worth it is it to do that when you could easily play other games that give you similar things without as many caveats. Um, That said, the style, the location, like all those things about Cyberpunk are unique. And there aren't necessarily other games that are at least modern that can offer that, right? Like, I, I don't think there's been a AAA cyberpunk game since, like, Deus Ex uh, went away, like, five years ago or six years ago, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I could say, I, I could see that. I mean, I personally think Watch Dogs is, is pretty similar. It's, like, uh, that high-tech borderline it's like clean, cyberpunk, though. but it is very clean. It is, like, um, yeah, it, it is, but London is very much in a state of disarray and it isn't a fictional land and you don't have any of those like character mods or any of that cool stuff. And that I I think is another one of those points where it wasn't fully realized. Like you see that first scene where you go into the chair and you're getting the mods and stuff and it's like really cool. After that, it's just like picking it from a menu and it's kind of like, ugh, really? This could have been so cool. It does get cooler over time as you unlock more options. Um, like but- I, I unlocked that double tap B to slow down time, which was really cool. I was working to unlock the mantis blades, which I think would have been cool. Right now, I have the mantis blades in a double jump, so I can just like run in, do like a front yeah. flip, and stab somebody. Like it's like insane. <laughs> I think some of that stuff, if you'd have had that earlier in the game, it would have seemed. I think it would have lured people in a lot more. I think the slow burn entrance on this is so long. Like you've got that eight to ten hour prologue. Yeah. Then you go into the game and you like basically start from scratch. 
and you have to go see the the Ripper Dark and and start uh, literally again, and then you get that's when you get the missions and stuff. So it is a very very slow burn, and if you're not willing to to look past the flaws, like you said, I think people will lose lose interest really quickly. And I think that's the thing, right? Is I don't know that I agree that I. I think having a sense of progression in an RPG is so important and everything, but like, I think that it having the long prologue is hurt by the fact that it's a game that has so many flaws and that it does like could lose you in those first eight hours before you get to the cooler shit, before you get to the the yeah. side characters that you really fall in love with, like all that stuff. So like, I, I agree with you in that in that regard um, for sure. So yeah, it's it's weird. Like cyberpunk. Uh, it reminds me a lot of um weirdly Final Fantasy 15 where uh my my very good friend uh Andy Brown said on uh our old podcast um that it's the it was the okayest game he ever fell in love with. And I wouldn't say that I've fallen in love with Cyberpunk, but I would say like I feel like I like I've like fallen like in like with it. You know, like it's like it, it it feels like it's like if you were like casually dating someone and it's like, yeah, it's like we have fun together. But I don't know that I see like a future there. You know, it's yeah. like I, I'd like to go out with them a couple more times. But like, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of <laughs> like, like a friends that. with like, benefits situation. Yeah. And it's like and maybe not even really friends, you know, like more like acquaintances. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like. There are things about it I like. There, I, I could give you a bulleted list of what it does that works and why it works and what I dig about it, what I've gotten out of it, why I've persisted with it for 40 hours, what, you know, how I think that there is a lot of potential for a sequel that's actually good. Um, or, or maybe I should say actually great because I think there are a lot of people who think the game is good. That's fine. Um, and the fact that I have these complicated feelings about it, it frustrates me the more I think about it. Because the more I think about it, the more I realize that I think with like six to 12 more months, it could have been a game that I really yeah. was like, yeah, this is good. I stand by this. Rather than a game that like, if somebody today, despite my enjoyment, asked me, should I get Cyberpunk? I'd say, no. Wait. So... I'm going to roll credits on it probably today. If not, by the next time we sit down, I'll be done with it. Um, okay. So I mean, I'll be interested. the last time. I'll be interested to hear your final thoughts on it. Yeah, I was going to say, aside from like what I guess I think about the ending, this is probably the last in-depth conversation we'll have for a while. I imagine we might revisit it in the future when there's patches, when Steve picks it up again. I'd like to pick it up again once it's fixed, quote-unquote, and I would kind of like to see the Nomad side of things because as I played, I decided I really liked the Nomads. Me too. Um, that's that's when I met Pan Am and I was like, oh, I really like this. This That was one of the storylines I really, really liked as well. That was probably you know, when my When you go see one. her 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 village and her people and stuff i really did like yeah. that yeah i agree um and all the following through that storyline to the end was probably my favorite part of the game um so that's something like i would like to do at some point so i guess the fact that i want to go back to the game at all that like i have these positive feelings like it speaks to the fact that there is something there and that you know 
the game is probably worth playing for yourself to see how you feel about it. But I also like can't in good conscience recommend it to most people given the circumstances that you'll find yourself in, you know? So I don't know. It's a mixed bag. I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I persisted. Um, but yeah, it's still a complicated one. <laughs> so uh, I have something new on my list, which I'll keep brief, I think, because I imagine it's something I'll talk about throughout the year. Um but it's really fun and interesting, and I wanted to bring it up, and I hope you have questions about it. Okay. So uh, a couple weeks ago, um, my uh, my good friend uh, Kale from my other podcast, The Comics Pals, uh, which if you read comic books or like superhero stuff, every Monday, wherever you get your podcast, The Comics Pals, uh, Kale hit me up and was asking me about um, emulators because he wanted to uh, get into playing uh, some like Pokemon mods, like fan hacks and stuff. And, uh, so I, I like got some stuff together for him and, you know, was kind of like pointing him in the right direction and it got me kind of interested in that again. Like I haven't mm-hmm. fucked around with, uh, mods in really any video game in many years, but Pokemon is really the only one I ever spent extensive time with anyway. Like when I was really first getting into emulators, I was like getting into like, modding in like Pokemon that you couldn't normally find in the game so I could like run through like a Gen 3 game with a Gen 2 team uh, or like changing the player character icon stuff like that like you know b- very surface level hacks that were just like let me inject this new element into the game so that I can have some fun with it and you know I, I know that I really only ever scratched the surface like I've never played any of the like proper fan games that people say are really good i've never played like a kaizo pokemon i've never done a nuzlocke i've never played like a full game with a randomizer um so i decided i was going to look into that and i figured you know it being pokemon's uh 25th anniversary this year like it would be a good reason to do like a bunch of pokemon content so i was like all right like this could be cool for streams I have I have like a bunch of really cool video ideas that I want to use like some of these as a jumping off point, um, whatever, whatever, right? So I've got a ton of these things. So last night, uh, the last two days, I've been fucking around with the technology side of things, just getting it working. And then last night, I started up my first game uh, after like I put Cyberpunk away, got in bed, couldn't sleep, and popped out my laptop and decided to like just roll with a game. So I had set up a Pokemon Blue randomizer uh, with this um, this is custom tool that this fan group made that's like a Java program that um, works with every Pokemon game where you load the ROM in and then you can set a bunch of parameters for like what things you want to randomize and what things you want to change. And then it creates a ROM for you that has all of your presets and like that's like your specific rolled one so like it's cool because if you and i wanted to do like do something for the show right like if we were like oh we're both gonna play a randomized pokemon game and like race each other right i i could send you uh the exact one that i have and you'd have like the same three random starter pokemon and like when you got to brock he'd have the same random pokemon you know um so we can have like a similar shared experience which is it's cool that it's set up for that um but so i set up one that has a bunch of weird parameters where it's like the three starter pokemon were totally random 
every area of the map is has a random set of Pokemon, but they're the same every time. So I've run into some like interesting stuff there. Uh, so like for example, right, like the starter Pokemon that I had options for were Dragonite, uh, Growlithe, and Seedra. So I chose Dragonite, and uh, I got through. I'm at, I'm at up to uh, Mount Moon at my first night. And in the Viridian Forest, I was going through, and, like, that's one of those areas where, like, you'll find the same, like, two low-level Pokemon, like, over and over and over again, right? And there's, like, one rare Pokemon, and it's Pikachu. Uh, One of the, like, either Caterpie or Weedle, whichever one it is, of the one that, like, shows up over and over and over again, it was Mewtwo. So whenever you go into the the Viridian Forest, I was getting fucking spammed with Mewtwo. I was, like, trying to find uh, the Pikachu slot got replaced with Gengar. And I was like, oh, I really want to catch a Gengar. (laughs) But I couldn't find it for, like, five minutes because it was just Mewtwo, 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 Mewtwo. (laughs) Which is just incredible. And uh, I've run into, like, these really weird things where, like, you know, um, like, I go to fight Brock. Right. And I'm like, all right, like he's the rock trainer. Right. And he has no rock Pokemon. He had a Flareon and a uh, and a Clefable. And I randomized all of the TMs. So uh, whenever you find a move, it's a random move and they're all attacking moves because that was a parameter I could set. He had instead of bide, he had sky attack. So he had a Clefable that had sky attack and he's like fucking my shit up. So it's like it's so fucking crazy and random uh, that I'm really having fun with it. Like it's like totally breathing new life into the game because every section of the map, rather than being like, oh, okay, I know there's a Jigglypuff here, I know there's a Zubat here, yeah. I know there's this, it's totally random. And I'm like, what are the three Pokemon here? Like, do I want any of them? Oh, that's cool. And like starting with a level five Dragonite that already has a full set of moves is just like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. You know, <laughs> like sometimes. I'm way overpowered in a situation, and then other times I'm like, oh, I have no answer for this problem right now. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, so I've had, like, weird situations where, like, a Slowpoke beat my Mewtwo, and I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it. It's It's been really cool, and, and I think one of the um, things we discussed over the last couple episodes is that in 2021 we both want to be more frugal and, like, not just buy games left and right. So I think this is going to be something that I sink a lot of time into is oh, like yeah. playing with these mods and like getting into some of the fan stuff. Like I really want to try um I think it's like I don't I forget. There's like a <clears throat> a fire red version that's like cranked up and then that same guy has a, a platinum. It's like shiny platinum, I think. Uh and they have like the regular trainers that you meet in the overworld have gym leader level AI. And then the gym leaders and like the elite four have like somebody playing against you on Smogan AI where like they use like really good moves. Like they have like competitive move sets and like, uh, like good stat enhancing items. It's kind of like a new game plus mode. Everything's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if Pokemon was actually challenging? And I'm yeah. like, yay! That's what I've been wanting! <laughs> and then they Which have the totally Kaizo. Which is to me. I just want Pokemon where I can catch everything and not have to yeah. do any of the, so lazy. Any of the battles. Uh, I want a real <laughs> JRPG. Um, but then, uh, are you are you familiar with Kaizo like, as a concept? No. I so think we Kaizo, spoke about it before on, on the show. 
I think we have. Kaizo is a term uh, that originates from um, this modder. I think it was two guys made this uh, series of of games called uh, Mario Kaizo or Super Mario Kaizo, I think it is. Uh, And it was basically like they remade the Mario games to be super hard, like really crushingly difficult. And it's supposed to be a thing where, like, if you're a veteran Mario player, like, you know, this will finally give you a challenge again. And there are three really famous Kaizo Pokemon games. Um, Crystal specifically, I, I was reading about, apparently is, like, uh, so difficult that only two people have ever beat a Nuzlocke of it. So I kind of want to be the third. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so if I, you, are, you t- have to stream it. When you get like near the end, so people like we can see if you are the third person ever to be. Oh, definitely. Beat it. So my my plan is for the the randomizer that I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the like British like the sorry the English name for Kaizo Mario World on Wikipedia, uh-huh. also known as Asshole Mario. That is the other name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so the the one I'm doing right now, I kind of was like, I'm just gonna do this for fun. And, like, I'm recording it every time I play it, so I have the footage because I am going to, like, reference it in a video later. Um, But I think I want to either pick a day of the week or, like, something. Like, I'm going to try to basically work in a day where uh, I'll stream the hacks either over on our channel or on my personal Twitch. And, uh, and, like, everybody can kind of, like, play along and, like, you know... Like see like what fucking weird random Pokemon show up and all that yeah, kind of shit. Be cool. But for the really difficult one, I do. I think that would be like a fun thing to stream and like, especially like have you egg me on and shit while I'm you know like grinding my fucking teeth. And especially if it's Nuzlocke, where it's like, oh, it's stupid hard, and if your Pokemon faint, they're dead. It's like, oh no, okay. <laughs> I should probably do a Nuzlocke before I do a Kaizo Nuzlocke. Yes, we'll absolutely. Yes. <laughs> So I think I think you're going to see a lot of this kind of stuff for me this year. I'm definitely excited about it. Like it feels like a real like it feels like this could be the path forward for the future of Pokemon for me as somebody who cool. like didn't feel motivated to play the DLC, right? Like I'm super excited to do this. So I don't know. No, I, mean, I think I think that's cool. And I'm I mean, I've always been all for emulators in terms of like preservation and being able to open up new stuff like this uh and i know you already own the games like a million times so there's no issue issue yeah. there anyway i have um, like but- three copies of pokemon blue and i bought it on 3ds nintendo has gotten my money yes <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean this year i because we discussed it i think year before last about like me finally playing stuff like uh, ocarina of time and going back to yeah. games that i've never played because there's a whole like black hole of nintendo for me i never had an n64 when i was a kid so i've got all of those games to go back to and there's probably a bunch of other stuff you know on gba that i missed older stuff even like yeah. super nintendo stuff so, so i'd love to to go back and explore that this year as well probably on twitch or maybe we do some like um some game clubs where we we kind of break it down and we play it together yeah so i think that could be fun um i, I- I've been wanting to do that with Earthbound for years too, yeah. and I, I'm thinking 2021 might be the year if I'm gonna like really commit to getting into retro stuff and like playing old games. Like maybe now's the time, like stream Earthbound, like commit to the experience, something. 
Yeah, we should we should do it. And I think if anyone's got any suggestions, make sure they write into the to the show. I know Doc has a lot ideas. of experience with that. Like Doc, I know Doc's that... been playing randomized Ocarina. Right? Ocarina, yeah. yeah. Uh, he finished it. He moved on. I think to uh, I think he did Twilight Princess as well. But I could be wrong. Let us know, Doc. Uh, oh, the two the two worst I... Zelda games then. Um, I, <laughs> I watched a few streams of the Ocarina randomizer. Um, like I watched when he like first started, and I was like, "This is fucking insane!" <laughs> he opens like a small key chest, and it's like, "You got the hook shot." It's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what do I do with that?" Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. So I'm I'm super excited about it. It fe- it feels like a really fun way to breathe new life into games that I know so well. You yeah. know, um, like one of the things I found this other really popular mod set where it like put some of the modern features into blue and red and yellow. Uh, but one of the things you can do is you can change where you start the game. So like rather than, and I know you haven't really played the game, so this might be meaningless to you, but rather than spawning in pallet town and picking one of the three starters, you can spawn like in Celadon city next to bill and like start the game with an EV instead, or you can spawn in Saffron and start with a Lapras and, like, do the game in a completely different order. Like, these are all these things that I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm so excited to try that. You know, like, what does that do for the progression? Like, what does that do when I have to, like, backtrack and beat the first gym and, like, all oh, my team is way too strong? Like, all that kind of stuff is going to be interesting. And what, what are you using for this? So you're playing it on your laptop, you said. You know, I'm surprised you're not, like, playing it on your phone or something. So I might now. Like, I I started on the laptop because, like, I'm, like, testing and everything. And, like, I'll probably play it there more often than not. Um, But now that I have – because the way, like I said, the way that that Java thing works is it straight up just makes you a ROM. So all I have to do if I want to play it on my phone is take the ROM and my save file and just pop it over. Yeah. Um, And I, I used to do that with emulators where I would, like, put them back and forth depending on, like, where I was going or what I was doing. Um, so I'll probably like pop it on my phone for a while, but like, like I said, I'm also recording it when I'm playing. So it's like, it's kind of nice to have the, on the PC, it's easier to get the footage. Yeah. But I have been thinking about getting like a little like handheld, like emulator thing. Like, um, friend of the show, uh, Duncan Ketchison, uh, was posting about something recently. That's like this little like $80, like handheld that you can, yeah, yeah, I I was going to make one. one. From a, from a RetroPie and a GBA show for a, a couple of years back, when I probably still might end up doing that. I, I was thinking about that or maybe buying... Um, I Hold on, let me grab the... Yeah, right here. One sec. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you got to see my sweatpants. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I've got this book, um, Game Boy Modding. It's from... Yeah. Um, it's from a uh, uh, game chart, game changer underscore mods. Uh, Greg Farrell on Instagram, great, great Instagram follow. Uh, all about um, his business where he refurbishes Game Boys. Um, so I've thought about getting one from him, like getting one of his custom rebuilt models, because uh, like they have a backlight, they have USB C charging, mm-hmm. um, replace screen, like all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of appealing. And uh, I found um, a few different technological solutions for flashing ROMs onto a cart. Like I found a – it's called like Easy Flash or something like that. It's like this thing where it's basically just a GBA cart that you can slot uh, a, a card into or there's one that you can 
connect to your PC and just flash the files on. So like I could I'm easily. I'm surprised there isn't one that's that you just put like an SD card in and play. That it. is I know... one of them. You pop you pop the SD card into the cart and then pop it in. Yeah, because I know there's some for the uh, for the N64 that I was looking at before. Yeah, so you have a few options. So like I've been thinking about like if I really am going to get into this, like there's probably a better solution than playing it on my computer. But sounds expensive though, which goes against your frugal mission exactly right yeah so it's like <laughs> i want to spend 200 dollars on a refurbished game boy or like buy an extra piece of hardware and have to hack it and all that stuff i don't know but the thing that duncan was talking about is apparently only like 70 bucks so that might be the way to go yeah it's not bad is it no so uh that's been it for me uh been a busy couple of days but i've been having fun with games over the break and uh, looking forward to rolling credits on Cyberpunk and uh, getting back to Horizon, maybe working on some other new stuff. I've got, like, feels like a huge gap, right? Like, I don't even know what the next game I'm looking forward to is. What, Far Cry right now? Like, Yeah, I guess. Or Mario 3D World, which I'm looking forward to. I think that comes out next month, doesn't it? Is that next month? I think so. I've never played that one, so I'm I've never played that one really either. looking forward to, to that one. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Either way, a uh, bit of a quiet period coming up, so should be a good yeah, opportunity for to now. play some old games. I can imagine we've got some announcements incoming at some point. Oh, yeah. This is the calm before the storm, I think. Yeah. I think 2021 is going to be a fucking stacked year Oh yeah, uh, between Nintendo, PlayStation first party, and Xbox, like, getting finally getting games out the the door like <laughs> yeah well we got a new halo this year flight simulator on an xbox at least we know those two yeah then there's that medium game that i'm looking forward to on xbox as well have you seen that one where you like switch between states it's like you go yeah from... i remember that okay so yeah that yeah. one's coming out this year so i'm looking forward to that as well and it's like we've got god of war 2 we've got horizon 2 we've got um death loop we've got you know, oh yeah, Deathloop. Seeming and there's got to be some either. Bethesda games that are going to be announced soon. I'd imagine Starfield is going to probably be announced soon. Yeah, I think it's probably still a while away before we actually play it. But I, I think I like, could see that being their holiday game next year. You think? No, this or year. This year? Yeah. Wow, it's possible. I guess it's been in development for like ten years. So, like, yeah. who's to say? Um. Because think about that, like Fallout seventy six for example, they announced that at E three it came out in November. They usually do some, like Fallout four windows. was like that too. Yeah, they announced it and, like six months later. It was out. There was a leak before that though. You think we would hear more? There about was, it was at Kotaku. That's what got them blacklisted. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe we'll. I don't know. Maybe we'll hear some rumblings about it soon. I hope so. I like Bethesda again. <sighs> I fucking love video games, man. So excited. <laughs> so excited to play more games. Um, yeah, okay. So let's let's that's a good place to stop for now. Let's jump into the predictions, you know. Well, otherwise we'll just be waxing philosophic about games that might be good in 2021. Uh all right, so just to establish the rules here again, uh, and for posterity so that we can't try to cheat in <laughs> the end of the year when we come back and check on these. So, uh, Steve and I talked about this before. The way that we're going to do it is we are each going to put down five predictions. And the way we'll go is we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first. And we'll go five, five, four, four, three, kind of like we did for our game of the year. 
Um, the predictions ranking won't matter. So, like, your fifth prediction is worth as many points as your number one yes. prediction. It's just a matter of... I guess I should reverse that. Your first one is worth as much as your fifth one. Uh, it's just a matter of getting your prediction said first so that the other one So we have to go to pick another one, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we both are going to pick five, but we have a list of nine each, as well as one that's like a crazy one that we're going to put as like bonus points. So that'll be like our bonus sixth prediction. Um... So what we're going to do is we're going to place these bets. We'll come back to them throughout the year if we get updates on them and we remember. Uh, so that will be where you guys come in to keep us honest. But we are going to save this document. We already decided that we're going to have a special folder in the podcast this year for any ongoing bets, any ongoing segments, anything like that. <laughs> so we'll be able to reference it throughout the year if we need to. Uh, and then at the end of the year, like when we do our 2021 wrap up in December, uh, this will be one of the things that we address on the show where we'll pull this back up. We'll look at our lists. We'll see what we predicted, how we did. And as we said at the top, the loser of the bet will have to play a game of the winner's choice, any platform, any length. <laughs> and they will have to complete that game, which means rolling credits on it. They will need to beat the game, um, not 100% complete it. Yeah. Uh, so we figured... This will be a fun way to talk about next year. Fun way to make one of us have to play a game that the other loves. Should be a good time. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Okay. Flip the coin. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to use my phone because I don't have a coin. We'll do it on Siri. Flip that way there's coin. no cheating. Oh, you didn't call what you wanted. Did she say what it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. Call it in the air or? Uh, you say now what you want it to be. Tails. Okay. Flip a coin. All about that tail. It's heads. Fuck! <laughs> okay, off to a great start. All right, so Steve, uh, in our 2021 predictions, what is your first prediction? There will be another 2D Zelda game released in 2021. Oh, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I have a slightly different one, but that, you know what? I can still say mine. It's different um, enough. Mine's in the same vein as um, the last one they did, the remake. But I didn't want to make it too, like, mm -hmm. you know, narrow. So I've gone just okay. 2D Zelda game, generic. Because then if so, it's a new one, it counts. I'm going to still give mine because it, it has a caveat that is different. So you, we, the way I'm doing this, we can both be right. Yeah. For you, but we can't both be right if yours is right. If mine is right, you can still win. So we'll see how that okay. plays out. Uh, Grezzo will release another Zelda remake in 2021 in honor of Zelda's 35th anniversary. Okay. So I'm saying that the team that did Link's Awakening, Grezzo, will do another remake of an old school top-down Zelda game in the style of Link's Awakening. Um, or similar style. I, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. Uh, but they'll do another remake like, you know, were they responsible similar... for, for that one? Mm hmm. Okay. And Grezzo's also the team that did the Ocarina of Time uh, port, Majora's Mask. I think they have Luigi's a few other. Mansion. Yeah, and I think they have like one or two other Zelda projects that they did. Let me see. Um... Oh, they also did the Four Swords Anniversary Edition. They did um, co development on Triforce Heroes. Okay, so I think it's likely then that these these um, people would be doing it. 
The only thing is that Link's Awakening came out in 2019. Yeah. So you're talking about like a two year dev cycle. Not insane uh, for a game of this size no. at all. Um, Especially if they've already got the engine done. Exactly. Like you could easily pop Oracle of Ages or Oracle of Seasons. I mean, that's this. what I was thinking, you know, just, yeah, I, I didn't want to nail it down to a developer. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Okay. I okay. think it'll be them. My next one then. Metroid. Hold Prime. on. Wait, I want to huh? ask a clarifying question. All right. Okay. We talked about this before. Are we going to award half points? So if there's a Zelda remake in 2021 in honor of the 35th, but it's not made by Grezzo, do I get a half point? No. I feel I like I should. So. No, well, I don't because you. I feel like you should totally put... get half points. So you're because saying yours not? is just a remake. So what I'm saying is that Grezzo will release another Zelda remake in 2021 for the for the 35th anniversary. What if it's I'm not saying for that the 35th anniversary? What if it's not like labeled? It is that? though, right? Because next year's the 35th anniversary. So if it comes out, <laughs> or not next year, I keep saying that. If it comes out in 2021, it's part of that, right? Okay. They don't have to say that, but it is part of it. All right, okay. I mean, okay, we'll let you have a half point. We'll see. When we score this next year, what if it's... So if it's not Grezzo, it's like, I don't know, Capcom for some reason have come back and they're making right. this other game. You're going to say, I'm allowed that point. I'm allowed I would say point. I should get a half point for that. But I get a because it, You I would get a whole point because a 2D game was made and you didn't make that caveat. And if it's not a remake, you're not getting a point at all. That, on, and I would say... You're not getting a half point if it's a new game made by Grezzo. From I'm Grezzo. Not that. No I way. feel like I shouldn't no get a half point no. for that. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. I would want one, but I don't feel like that's fair. <laughs> Maybe but we need to like bring DJ back or something to score these next like year. Like an impartial judge. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise we're that's... just going to be arguing about it for the whole episode. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to go. Or maybe that's more fun if we argue about the points. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, though. Uh, okay, so what's your num- what's your second prediction? Uh, Metroid Prime 4 will not be released in 2021. That was one of my extras. I, 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 said, I said Metroid Prime 4 will not even be shown in 2021. <laughs> and then I wrote, sorry, Max. <laughs> Yours is even worse than mine. No, yeah. I just don't think there's any way that this is, uh, this is coming at any time soon, so... I felt pretty yeah. confident that this one was going on my list. Absolutely. I that's that's a I think that's a safe bet. Um Okay, cool. Alright, so my number four is um Pokemon's twenty fifth anniversary will be commemorated by the re release of a classic game. So uh you'll if you'll recall the uh 20th anniversary was when we got the red, blue, and yellow ports on 3DS. And then shortly after that, we got uh, Gold, Silver, and Crystal. I imagine I we will those. see some... Because I remember I seeing imagine... the boxes. They look cool. They did them in like Game Boy style boxes. They were cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I imagine we'll see something similar here where we'll either get some kind of a collection, some kind of a release of these games on the eShop, maybe for a limited time, like any of that kind of stuff. Are you saying um, these are just direct ports then? You're not talking about like a, not a, a new Let's Go remake? No. I'm talking okay. about like there will be a classic Pokemon game that so gets put the 2D, on the Switch. It's like a 2D emulation collection. Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't, I'm not saying it has to be that, but it'll be, I'm saying it could encompass any of those. It could be a collection. It could be 
similar where they put them on the shop a la carte. It but could if it's be, like 3D, let's go, you're not getting a point. That would not count. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying it's a re-release of a classic game, not a reimagining of a classic game. Just a straight port. Um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if it was like, oh, we're bringing back, like, uh, Game Boy games are now part of Nintendo Switch Online and, uh, and here's Pokemon as the first set because of the anniversary. Like, it'll be th- that way. There's going to be some way that they get classic Pokemon shit on Switch for this anniversary. And sell me the same game for the fifth time. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that possibly happening. They did it. They did it for the twentieth. So that's. I, I feel like it's safe. Uh, whether or not it'll definitely happen is to say. I could see them also just selling like a mini console or some other bullshit to try and maybe get. Maybe I have that on my list somewhere. Oh, to say? okay, okay. Who's to say? <laughs> okay, so my next one: Nintendo will announce a new IP. That's a that's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm not confident that it's no, true, but I hope it's you're a right. very hopeful one because I yeah. feel like it's been what since Arms, so it's been a good yeah. four years now. It will be since we've seen anything new. Yeah, I think so. So it's about it's about time we saw something new that's not just Mario or Zelda. But considering it's the 35th anniversary of Zelda, I'm not that confident that this one's going to come true. We'll see. Okay, uh, my next one is Nintendo will continue to fail to properly address Joy-Con drift. I could see that, yep. There's a new lawsuit cooking. I imagine they will continue to not do anything about it. <laughs> so we're saying they're not going to put out at a public a public like announcement or public acknowledgement and say like, you know, like say for example, Microsoft did with the rendering of death where it's like, we're starting a repair program. We're doing all of that stuff. It's just going to be silence from Nintendo. Or, or more like placation, like they've gotten where it's like, yeah, you can send them in and we'll fix them or whatever, but we're not going to like create a new version that doesn't break. We're not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. like not really actually address the problem. You know, like they, they have so far, uh, provided band-aid solutions for the problem rather than actually making it so that Joy-Cons don't drift anymore. Okay. All right. So my next one, two new Switch consoles will be revealed in 2021. Wow. (laughs) You want to clarify that or it's just two? I think we're getting a Switch Pro. I'm pretty confident about that. But I also think we're probably going to see a revision to the base Switch. Okay. And I think that's going to be slimmed down. Maybe the bezels get smaller in a way that they make that console cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would count if it was just like an increase in battery life like they did before. It needs okay. to be identifiably different. It different can... enough that there's like a new SKU. Yes. If there's a new yeah. if there's a new SKU, uh, I think that counts. Um, but I also think we may see a Switch Home, which is just like a non-portable, just a box that we plug into the mm-hmm. TV or a dongle or something. So that was really what I was going for, like a Switch Pro and like a Switch Home system. Okay. Switch Pro is one of mine that I should have probably said earlier, but hey. I mean, you can still that's, say that one. That's true. You said there was two. I, I said there's two, that, yeah. You can just I say there's a Switch Pro. Right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll leave it on. We'll see what happens. Do I get half a point if they only announce one console? 
Are we saying that? So that's allowed? No. You know, you're no, getting half you, points for like Grezzo and stuff. My Well, okay. Here's the thing though. What are, what are you officially writing down as your prediction? That there will be two Two new switches Switch revealed? consoles will be revealed in 2021. And are you saying that it's those two? Because ex- that's, that's no, where we I'm have not, to get it. No, no, no. Because that, I, I'm not saying it's those two specifically. I'm just saying it's two so then, consoles. In that example, then no, you would not get a point if there's okay, one. Okay, fine. Not get a half point. If you if you right now say there will be two Switch consoles and they will be this and this. No, I'm not doing and that. And it's stupid. one of them, then I'd say you'd get your half point. Um, no. But since you're saying it's two, if it's one, you're fucked. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm confident enough that there will be two consoles announced this year. That's legit. I just want to clarify because that to me is where you get into the it's if you spell out the parameters you create opportunities for point division okay. all right okay um but just saying two it's like if it's any number but two you said two okay i'm in a weird spot like do i want to sub in <laughs> one of the ri- the other ones what one of the easy ones God, this is tough. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm really like trying to play the strategy of this right now, and I'm trying to think of like what of these is the most likely. All right, this is a really safe bet, and I'm going to get this one, I think. Okay. 2021 will see the fewest third-party ports. In the history of the Switch. Oh my god, that's, that's tricky. Like, how are we equating that? We're going to have to go back and look at all of the ports. Are we saying AAA? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about, like, like big like big third-party like ports. Like Wolfenstein or this Skyrim. This indie game that was on PC and now it's coming to Switch. Right? Okay. Like, that doesn't count. I'm talking about, got, like, a I've Wolfenstein, got, a Doom. I'm, like, thinking of new ones I could just add to the list. I'm going to add them to my, like, you know, other non-pointable ones. I mean, we could always add more if you want. I have a few others. But... <laughs> <sighs> okay. I mean, we could just we could just keep going if you want. All right. So that's that. that so the, here's the thing. This will be the fifth one right now. So we got to decide... Do we go for 10 and include our risky pick, or do we do five risky pick honorable mentions? I've got, so I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten plus a risky. You have 10 plus a risky. I would need one additional one to hit 10. So why don't we just do 10 and we'll include the risky? You cut one of yours and I'll get one additional one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so then my next one, I'll was, throw this that out. Way, that was your next one, right? You did your... Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just did that one. Was the AAA ports. Yeah. Third, fewest third-party AAA ports. So my fifth one, Splatoon 3 will be announced. Okay. Announced. Yeah. I think it will also okay. be a re- release this year, but I'm saying announced. Okay. Because it may be delayed till 2022. I think that's legit. Okay, uh, my next one then is, fuck, so, okay, I have one about Breath of the Wild, but it, I want it, like, do I go really safe, or do I, like, sleep for the fences <laughs> is the question. All right, just do, do go with your gut. 
okay. I'll say this. We will see a full reveal of Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. And I am going to say then, Breath of the Wild 2 will be released in the second half of 2021. Okay. We can both get points on that one. Yeah. I went with full reveal because even if it doesn't come out, I can still get points. I know. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, I think it's very safe to say we'll see the game in 2021. I don't know if it'll come out anymore. I was very confident about that like six months ago, but now I'm like, ah. Okay. So then my next one uh, is the Switch Pro is coming in 2021. Oh, that's so easy. No, that's too easy. It's got to be too easy. No, it's not. We don't know that that's true. It hasn't been confirmed. And you said that it would be too. I'm saying that as a counter to yours. Okay. You're saying has it's it too. I'm called, saying it's just going to be the Switch has Pro. Has it got to be called the Switch Pro then? No. It doesn't have to be called that. How we don't we know they're going to call it's it the that. Switch Pro? If they just call it the Nintendo Switch and it's just an update to the current console, are we saying that's not the Switch Pro? It's got to have some, like, pro-level features. Yes. And it's got to be in addition to the current console. So it doesn't yeah. replace the Switch. It's, like, an addition, yeah, right. like, PS4 It would need to be, PS4 like, a PS4 pro. pro or an Xbox One X. Like, it needs to be a... Or, like, the Switch Lite. It needs to be a third console in the Switch family okay. that has better features. Fair enough. Yeah, I can accept that then. Even if it's not called Switch um, Pro, I can accept that. I guess un- unless... And I, I think this is a worthwhile caveat, and I don't think I'm being a cheater here. You let me know if you, if you disagree. Unless it's a a clear upgrade that is just replacing the original base model. I like if it's if it's the same level of upgrade that we're talking about. So you know you're what getting four I mean? K. You're getting the additions that we kind of think are coming. Any of those kinds of things that we've said, like when you think Switch Pro, you think 4K, you think, or a 1080 screen, like any of that kind of stuff. And the original Switch is being sunset. So then all of a sudden we have Switch Lite or Switch Pro and that's it. Okay. I, I, I could accept that. I don't think that'll happen, but I think that if it's clearly that model, I don't want to back myself into a corner and be like, oh yeah, like the original has to still exist. Because it's like, that's not necessarily... Then change, change your prediction to be a new, more powerful Switch will be released in 2021. I feel like you know that that's what I mean when I say Switch Pro. Okay. Though, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like let's just let's just be cool with this one, like Honor System, you know? All right, okay. Because to, to me, it's like the Game Boy Color, right? Was like a new... That was like a Game Boy Pro, basically, yeah. and it replaced the original Game Boy. So did the original Game Boy still exist? Sure. But you couldn't buy it anymore because it became obsolete. So I think like that kind of thing should still count is, okay, is all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. I see what you're saying. Or the 3DS, right? The new 3DS, 3DS yeah. Then, or not even the new one, but they did the revision and then the, the light is the only one you can get, right? You don't get the, orig- the original little tiny one. Can't find that anywhere anymore. Launch 3DS is obsolete. Okay, good. So we're clarified. All right, so what is your seventh pick? Uh, okay, so my seventh pick. GTA Five will be ported to Switch. That's a good one. I think it's about oh. the time we got it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They got to find a way to keep selling that game, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my next pick is Nintendo will remain quiet in Q1 of 2021 while they get their plans in place. 
and uh, like kind of wait to see. So we're not hearing anything for April. I I don't not to say that we won't hear anything, but I think that they'll maintain us like a trickle. Like, like I think what it's we've gonna... got, it'll be Nintendo Direct partner showcases and exactly announcements yeah. on Twitter rather than here's a big bam bombshell Nintendo Direct. Okay, yeah. Which I originally I thought we would see at the beginning of the year um, when I was thinking that we would maybe get a Switch Pro and Zelda in March, like, and it would be like we a still could Q one. We still the, could. This could be like the easiest like point loss straight away. It it could it could, but I I am now feeling that. They will remain more conservative, holding their cards closer to their chest, moving into, you know, the first quarter because the world is still kind of like coming back together, you know, and like I I just I think that they're going to like they're going to wait and see where things are at because they've been burned talking about things too early. And we saw them like way overcompensate for that this year. Okay. All right. Well, in which case then, because uh, that's sort of related to one I have, which is we won't hear anything about Bayonetta three. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that that almost made it on my list um, because it's just like fuck me. That's been launch year of the Switch, and we still don't have no idea what's going on with that game. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Okay. My next one is. The Pokemon company will tease the next proper Pokemon game, but will not release it. Oh, okay. So you're saying so 2022 that, is the next year. I'm not necessarily going to plant my flag on 2022, but I think this it's prediction coming is coming out in 2021, though, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. It, my, my hope is that this, uh, that this will be us seeing the ramifications of the DLC development cycle that I've talked about ad nauseum on this show but essentially that the pokemon company and game freak are introducing the dlc model as a way to continue to monetize pokemon generations longer so they can put longer development cycles into making like a more proper console experience so my hope is that next year we get the that re-release that i mentioned of something we get pokemon snap we get some other side games or whatever and they they talk about the next generation of Pokemon, or maybe it's the Gen Four remakes that we've been waiting for. But and they show it maybe, but they don't release it because they are gonna start taking a longer de- development cycle. That is my prediction, but it is also my genuine hope. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we got two left: normal and a risky, right? One more normal one, and then our crazy, like, swing for the fences, like, hype pick. And the risky is two points. Yes. Okay. A new Switch Online game like Tetris 99 will be released. Okay. I think that's safe. So I don't have my last one. I need to to come up with it right now. And I thought I'd have it by now, and I didn't. (laughs) So I just need a second here. All right, so I've got mine. I've got mine. Uh, okay. Nintendo will release another limited window title, a la Mario oh, 3D All-Stars no. and Fire Emblem, uh, whatever that one's called. Yeah, I really, really hope not, but I can definitely see that happening. Okay, it could so even my- be that Pokemon game that I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think it probably could be. 
But I don't think the Pokemon company would want them to stop printing money. No. <laughs> My risky pick then is Xbox Game Pass will be announced for Nintendo Switch. No fucking way. You're insane. <laughs> That's never going to happen. It's never going to fucking happen. It's just my hopeful Y'all are nuts. risky pick. Y'all are nuts. <laughs> I'll never forget when Dan Danny was arguing with me on Twitter that that there's a there's a reality where it makes sense for PlayStation to put Game Pass on PS5 and I'm just like, "Look, kid, I don't know what you're smoking, but I want to I hook me up." You know right? Jason Troy was talking happening. about that, right? Who? Jason Schreier was talking about that. That can't be he, real. He thinks one of the main reasons they bought Bethesda was to hold the games hostage so they can get Game Pass on uh, on PlayStation and say so the only way you're getting the Bethesda games is if you allow us to put Game Pass on here. I don't I don't think that and you know I I think Jason's brilliant. Respect the, the hell out of him as a journalist. I think he's fucking high if he thinks that's going to happen. <laughs> and even if that is their strategy, he's fucking high if he thinks Sony's going to do that. There's no way. Fuck fucks Bethesda. They don't need Bethesda. Like that's you know, like, I love Bethesda. Fuck Bethesda. If every Bethesda <laughs> game is Xbox exclusive from now until the end of time, it doesn't matter. Like. That's not gonna. Sony's not gonna put fucking Game Pass on the the PlayStation. There's no way. What about something like EA Play? That is less crazy to me. Or that Ubisoft Plus, or whatever the fuck they've got these days. That's not a direct competitor. You know, like that's a publishing partner. And the idea of them being like, oh yeah, hey Sony, like put this on your platform, and we'll give you thirty percent or whatever, right? And it, it works out for them. Sure. You're not going to fucking put your direct competitor's biggest selling point on your console and lose that revenue. It makes no sense. Xbox would have to be willing to eat shit on that deal financially. And which I think they, they maybe would. they will. They spent like fucking billions of dollars on <laughs> They've got so much money. So it's unreal. Say? They're like the who's third richest company in the world. They've, they've got the cash. Yeah, so I mean, if they want to do that, I guess more power to them. Like, if they want to fucking throw, hey, Sony, here's $5 billion. We're going to put Game Pass on PlayStation, I guess, whatever, fine. But that seems insane. That's an insane prediction. But okay. It also, like, stops you buying an Xbox. Like, if you have a PS5 and you know you can just pay for Game Pass and I can play all the Microsoft games, even if it's just streaming, and I can play, like, the new Halo, why would I buy an Xbox? Yeah. Whereas I think in a couple of years, they'll have a really compelling argument for you to buy an Xbox if you don't play on PC. Yeah. Be like, well, do you want to play Halo and Fable and, and the next Obsidian? And, and every Bethesda game. That's every Bethesda made. game. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think Xbox is going to be fine without that. Uh, okay. So my risky pick is going to be Nintendo will release an N64 Classic. You're for the insane. 25th anniversary of the console. You're insane. They're more likely to add N64 games to Switch Online than they are to release a mini console, I think. You're totally right, but it's my risky pick. And yeah, I had to enough. pick something. I don't think that <laughs> saying N64 games come to Switch is risky enough. No, like, you can see that all. happening. It's yeah. like, yeah, of course, sure, that could happen. This oh is like God, a thing where it's really like... 25 years old? Yeah. Why are fucking How old? We so old? <laughs> We're old as fuck, dude. That's, that's it. Yeah, it came out in 1996. Fuck. I specifically looked that up for the context of this. I was like, isn't that the 25th anniversary too? Like, 
Why there's so many this year? year. It's like 40 years of Donkey Kong. Yeah. Donkey Kong, Zelda, Pokemon, N64. I think there's one other big one. Is it maybe Metroid? <laughs> yeah, but okay, that's not happening. No. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's our list. We've got it. We'll save it. Steve, go save. Go take mine from the show notes or put yours there or whatever. Put them in to. the folder. We got it. We're going to keep track of it. Uh, but again, you know, Doc, somebody, somebody who's always listening and, and telling me when I fuck up, keep us honest, okay? Um, but uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep track of this one. I'm I'm looking forward to see how this shakes out because uh, like this is gonna be one of those things that'll be fun to watch like all year because there's some of them where it's like like I could immediately like they could have a huge Nintendo Direct like tomorrow and like. Oh, okay, all of a sudden my quiet Q11 <laughs> is already fucking over. So, like, I, I think it'll be fun to see these kind of get checked, like, over time. Um, so we'll have to remember to keep checking in on it and, and like, trying to keep in mind what, what yeah, our definitely. predictions were so that if it comes up, we can we can comment on it. Um, but, all right, great, awesome. Thank you uh, again for everybody who tuned in for this one. This is a super fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, we'll be back next week with some news, hopefully. Uh and uh, you know, of course, like you know the you know the whole spiel at this point. Thank you for listening. Right in next week, uh, you know, we'll be back for for a more more normal show. Um, so I'm sure we'll need your questions. So hit us up. Uh, you can hit me up at peteatloopots.com. Come join the Discord and uh, get in that Pots Cash channel every week when we call for questions. Follow us at Loopots on Twitter and Instagram, and go grab our weekly Twitter thread where we uh, toss up you know our call for questions, as it were. Uh, again, you want to get some more content from us, head over to the Twitch channel. Every Thursday, Steve and I are there streaming something. Uh, let us know what you'd like to see us play this week, and uh, we'll get on it. And then uh, you can head over to the YouTube channel, check out some of our video essays, head over to the new podcast channel, give us a subscribe and a like, and share it with your friends. Uh, wherever you get the show, give it a rating, share it with your friends. If you've got uh, a friend in your life who loves Nintendo, who loves gaming, who you think might enjoy the show, I hope you'll uh, let them know that we're out here and that you enjoy what we do and that they might like it too. Uh, so yeah, with that, uh, I hope the rest of your year is uh, safe and happy and healthy and good and you know all all that great stuff. And uh, you know we'll be here with you every week. So uh, <laughs> happy New Year, and we will catch you next week for another episode of the Podcast. <laughs>